This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Working class Welcome to the podcast. This is a straight up <laughs> bonus podcast. No ads, no bullshit on this one. No uh, bullshit nothing. or a lot of bullshit? Yeah, a lot. A lot of bullshit. Okay, a lot of bu- okay. But no ads. No ads, a lot of bullshit. Okay, that is that more accurate? <laughs> yes. So we did yes. on our, uh, if you're not on the Facebook, well, actually, I didn't even post it on Facebook. I thought I did. Um, Instagram is where we, if you want to get a hold of us fast, Instagram's a spot. Yeah. Like Facebook's well, dead. Facebook's Come on, dead. let's be real, people. TikTok, get real. Um, MySpace. We need to make a MySpace. Top, uh, top 10. <laughs> yeah, make our top is eight that, or whatever. Is MySpace even a thing anymore? I think it's just for like uh, musicians and stuff, which is, oh, I think, okay. maybe I'm wrong. We're kind of musicians. Um, anyway, Instagram is the place to get a hold of us quickly. We're, that's like the first app we open to do our thing. Like we're always active on our stories. If you tag us, chances are we're going to reshare it in our story. And right now we just made this up on a podcast on the fly, um, but I'll just re-say it on this one. If you kill a deer or a turkey or a coyote or a critter of any kind and you are wearing working class bow hunter gear, 
put it in your story, tag us, we'll reshare it, and then we'll add that into our story deal on our profile. And at the end of the season, we will pick a winner out of that to win a prize pack of some catch, kind. We catch have, a mouse in a mouse trap. Take a picture with the hat. Uh, <laughs> uh, come on, Eric. We like a bow kill here. <laughs> oh, okay. Shoot a mouse <laughs> with your bow, but have it on film to prove that you did it. Pose with it. You know, we, we might, we'll put you in the pool. And I don't know what we're <laughs> going to do a drawing for. We're going to throw together something. We might hit up a partner to see if they want to throw something good in there. Something cool to do. But anyway, um, we made a post on Instagram, basically said, ask us anything. Throw any question at us. Hunting related, not hunting related. We don't give a shit. We are going to do a bullshit episode to answer them for fun. And that literally is what we're doing right now. Which, knowing our style, could get a little weird, maybe. It could get weird. So let's do this quick. I'm one of the hosts. I'm Kurt Geyer talking. And then we also have Eric. Eric Hammond here. And we have Doug Schmidt over here. For If you guys haven't caught an episode where we explain it, Steve has ventured off to pursue his passion for comedy. He's starting a comedy podcast. He says, let's hope he actually does it. That's where that is. Um, wishing him the best. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> so we're having, we're having fun. We're, we're, we're more focused on hunting than ever before now. Um, so are we going through every single question on here as long as they're not repeat. Yeah. Okay. So we made a post on Instagram and I'll just read the description for anyone that doesn't do the social medias. Cause I know there's a handful of listeners out there that don't do the social medias. Um, I did American flag, American flag emoji. Ask us anything. American flag, American flag emoji. We'll be doing lots of camp recording. So we didn't actually do this in camp. We're back in studio. Um, we figured we would throw this post out there to come back and answer random questions, hunting-related or not, send it. That's the post I made. You guys send responded it. with a pile of comments, and we are here to answer these questions. A pile of questions? Co- comment questions. Okay. Um, we're here to answer them you to both the right. best of our ability, to the best of our respectful boundaries. Is that fair? Sure. No, not a lot of respect here. Okay. Um, I need to move this on this other screen. Anyway. Um, okay, this is a good one. I'm just going to start from the top. And I don't know how this all went in, in order. I don't know how I have it. Um, Wapsy Bottom Outdoors. Big shout out to you guys. I see you guys on a lot of our uh, a lot of our stuff. And Wapsy's have... only about a, wa- a mile from me. So Are they are these local guys? Uh, they're a little bit north of me, I think, somewhere. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. We had to talk about a podcast. Um, who are you going to first for a whitetail question? Clint Casper or Austin Chandler? If they got rid of bushlight, okay, that's that's the first question. Who are you going to first for a whitetail question? Clint Casper or Austin Chandler? If you're unfamiliar, those are two of our like top whitetail expert guys we have on. I'll start with Eric because he's looking like he's going to think about it. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. Probably I'm going to go with Austin Chandler first because he's more local. That's fair. But I have also called on Clint for questions also. So who's first? Austin Chandler. That's fair. That's, I get that. He's a little more local to our area. Yep. He's It's more in tune to what's happening in our yep. neck of the woods. I'm what about Austin you? Um, I would be Austin Chandler if, like, I really need some deep down answers. But, I mean, Clint's also there, too, if, like, if I'm being a pussy. I mean, Clint would be like, hey. Just get the fuck in there and quit being a right bitch. Different like, different people what, for Clint, different applications. Right, right. Me personally, that's a really hard one because I consider them guys like some of my best of friends. Yeah, and I, I would think, and they're kind of the cream of the crop, you know. They, they are. The, they're some of the best dudes. I mean, they've been through a lot. They're of just shit. as good as any white tail hunter. They're just right. not known on like a super super national level. 
Um, man, this is a hard one for me because I've I've called each of them in different circumstances last year. Chandler, when that's kind of what I was saying too. Yeah, there's right. been certain circumstances where I didn't know who to call, so you call one of them for something. Yeah, you just pick one and you right. call. Last year, Chandler, I talked to him. He was it's, it was like one of the same days I killed a buck, he killed a buck, and he's like, hey, I'm making a move on this buck. I was like, hey, what do you think I should do? Dude, from what I've seen, and he's not that far from where I was hunting, this is what I would do. So for me, I would think, like as of last year, it was Chandler first because it just worked out that way. But like I'm with – I'm with Doug. If I need some motivation, somebody to like really light the fire in my ass, it's Clint. So that's a really hard one. I will say because he's more local, Chandler would probably come first. If I'm unsure about something and I know like Chandler's in the combine or if he's busy in the tree already, I don't have any problem calling Clint and being like, what would you no, do? Yeah, I got no oh, problem calling either one. I It's a tough one. That's a really hard one. I would say WWCD, what would Clint do? What would Clint do comes into play a lot. But you also have Lord Chandler right there behind you. Know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one, man. The Lord speaketh. Like in a face-off between the two? I don't know. I'm going to call Austin. I'll okay. say that. Sorry, Clint. He is the I Lord. I love you, though. He is the Lord. This he one. He is the Lord. The most recent experience, Chandler was the most recent. Now, if I'm going elk hunting, yeah, I'm calling Clint. Yeah. You know? I think like you said, though, there's certain circumstances where you're, you have – that's, a tough one. that's like it. trying to pick your favorite kid. Right. Like, you know you have your favorite, but you can't say it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's true. I only have one kid. Um, two, if they got rid of Bushlight Forever, what are you drinking? Ooh. Let me go first on that one since Eric went first last time. Go for it. If they got rid of Bushlight Forever, I'm drinking Natty Light. What up? Oh, Natty, huh? Yeah. If we're going like cheap light beer, Natty Light. Doug? If we're going cheap light beer? I'm going PBR. PBR for sure. Like That's that. what the PBR came before Bushlight for me. Mad respect. I get that. Three, uh, this is all the same, Wapsie Bottom Outdoors. When are you coming to party with the Wapsie Bottom Boys? Well, I guess sooner than we thought. I guess I didn't. I really don't think they're that far away. I didn't know I didn't know that was like the local Wapsie. God, I'm going to sound like a dick. Look them up. I'm pretty I mean, the sure. Wapsie is a really long river, but I'm pretty sure they're not that. F- Let me look them up. Let me look them up. Okay. God, I don't want to be a dick right now. Okay. What? Because I'm pretty sure uh, Matt Humphreys is part of the Wapsie Bottom Boys. And I literally just saw him at a wedding last weekend. What a dick. You said that on, you <laughs> what said, a dick. You said that on Matt, record. If that's true, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think it is, though. <laughs> this is uh, Clint's response to his comment was, The hell with Clint and Austin. Ask a real baller. One slug dug. It is what it is. <laughs> hey, call me for a good time. Yeah, Mac is part of that. Sorry, Mac. So they are local. Yeah, he is like literally in Durant. Wow, man. Okay. Well, we need to look more into that because hey, uh, I drink. I technically already drank with him. Well, not on a podcast. Good dudes, huh? You'd recommend them. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten for a podcast for sure. Might have to talk, boys. Um, Cole Loberg. Loberg again, Kurt. Butchering last name. It is. It, it's, it's what I do. <laughs> if you want to come see me, just make a fool of myself. Come to the shoot. I, I butcher everyone's last name. He says, or all Westies under five nine. Um, from my experience, not all. If we're talking majority, meh, probably. <laughs> For sure. I, I'm majority. Just I have nothing against Westies. I think you guys are great. I inspire. I, I'm, I'm inspired by what you do. Um, this is a good one. Gavin uh, Tambo. 
Is it best to grunt or bleat while opening a bush light from the stand? Um, you gotta go with the grunt. I like to uh, I like to rattle. So picture that rattling and open a bush light. I've actually never drank a beer while hunting, so I haven't either. But I think I would do the buck roar because you know I'm really cracking that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're really cracking that can open. <laughs> it's it's got the. <laughs> Bro, get bottles, then you don't have to worry about it. Ooh, Ooh damn, pro tip. Yeah, but you got glass you got to clank around. Bro, the aluminum bottles? Ooh. Man, you're on another level, dude. Do they make bush light aluminum They bottles? do. Yeah, the they corn make ones. the corn ones right now. Oh, you can get a 24-pack in the box. I bought like oh, 10 wow. of them. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, for the record, I've never drank or done any no, I haven't either, type of substance. No, I if I were dude. going to. That's what I would do. I have like a weird thing. And this might maybe maybe you guys will get like we, we drink when we podcast right we drink at trade shows it's kind of like a fun thing for me hunting is my deal and I would never want anything to impair a situation that I live for mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying yeah right like I don't want to be like I would hate to be like five bush lights in or like a half bush light too much and fuck up on an opportunity or something like that for sure like that to me that's just a place where I don't I don't drink when I'm hunting I don't do any type of substance at all while hunting and that's just where i'm at so hopefully you can respect that hopefully everybody should respect that no i think yeah it's more of a joke than anything it is a joke yeah for sure um derek whalem do you remember your first miss bad shot slice of whitetail humble pie absolutely yeah 100 percent um who wants to go first Mm. i don't care i can go first Go ahead. I remember my first miss was on a buck in Burlington. I was with Doug's brother, and I drew back. It was a chip shot, 20 yards. Drew back, let the arrow fly. It felt good, felt awesome, and it just caught that little branch that you couldn't see, you know, through yeah. your peep sight. Is this on film? Uh, I think it might be. I think I have this footage. I think it might be. It was super early in my bow hunting career. Yeah, yep. Totally, it hit the branch, went... Two feet underneath him, you know, ricocheted off that branch. Was it a monster? No, no. It's like one twenties buck. Yeah, one twenties. If I remember the footage is right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I um, I've had a lot of that. I gun hunted for three years and missed deer every year and just whatever. Just didn't know what the fuck. I was young. And then I mean, uh, gun hunting. Oh shit, that was yeah, totally different. My first mess up on a buck. I had a buck come in at ten yards, and I was a youngster, man. It was the first time I even had a buck that close, like obsessed with hunting at the time just wanted a, my own big buck and as i was drawn back i hit the release halfway through the draw oh, and the arrow just went like six feet right in front of the deer and it was like it was like uh <laughs> when i say it was a smaller than a basket rack right but i was but, also really young oh yeah you know like i was sitting by myself i was in a ladder stand i bet you i was but just 12 13 if that yeah like when i missed i was 20 some years old you know yeah i've been gun hunting my whole life and never shot yeah, a buck you, you it was a branch old. though i mean yeah right i mean but it i just got shook up happens. dude you know like i saw there it was like a crp wetland grass area and i see rack which now i'd laugh at the rack but then i was like oh my god big buck and it was maybe oh, yeah and i'm talking like tops an 80 inch deer and it comes in i'm like oh here it is here it is and i draw back and hit that release on the draw and it just went bloop bump right in front of it <laughs> and i was crushed <laughs> But I'm glad you got. I'm glad that stuff happened. Oh yeah, I have uh, that stuff has to happen. Yeah, I feel like it has to. Yeah, I have two actually. One the shotgun, one the bow. When I was uh, shotgun hunting, I was thir- 
15, 14, with my uncle and my parents sitting on five gallon buckets. Full mustache, then? Classic. Full mustache. Just a stallion. Just yeah. Ned Flanders. Just pissing it out. Pre puberty mustache. Dude, beautiful. Died black. <laughs> but I'm sitting there with my uncle on five gallon buckets, and like a 150 inch 10 pointer comes by 50 yards with a shotgun. Easy peasy. Clean mess. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I was shaking so bad. The second one was bow hunting. I actually shot him late muzzleloader. It was like 155 inch 10 pointer. 35 yards with my bow. Just shot right over him. And then he ran out to 60 yards and just stood there and looked at me. And I I cussed him out so much. I broke my binoculars. I threw my binoculars at him. I was so mad. Really? <laughs> Dude, I threw everything besides my bow at How him. How old were you? I was... 18? Oh, you were like, you were yeah, damn was, near an adult. I was fucking pissed. Wow. Man. I was fucking pissed. Dude, came, I broke my, I threw everything at him inside my bow. You came a long way. Yeah. How was, old were you when you shot your first bow buck? I was 14, 15. Yeah, I was 15 too. How, how old were you, Eric? Mm. That's a fun story, man. That's Dude, sucks. it was 20, 35 yards. Like now would be a chip shot. But back then, like, I didn't have the equipment. Just different, though. Yeah. 23. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Is it, I mean, it's still young. Um, okay, that was a cool one. Thanks for that question, Derek. Um, Beard King Custom Calls. We want Mark Jury to go in-depth on how he hunts the moon and barometric pressure. We can do that. We got to get Mark on. <laughs> we um, know a guy. We're texting him right now, actually, as we <laughs> record. Um, you got to remember, when Mark when it's hunting season, Mark Jury's hunting. Yeah, so when he says, hold that guy. And when he says, hey, uh, I'd love to do it. He's texting me right now. Let me see. He said, uh, I can call right now while I'm driving. I'm like, well, let's just wait till you get to the house. Sorry, guys. Sorry. It's a three-hour drive. When Mark texts, you got to <laughs> um, – so outdoor therapy, outdoors therapy. Who would win out of a fight between two similar bucks? One is from Iowa. The other was the other one is from Illinois. Country brute versus redneck grit. Iowa, Iowa Illinois for sure. For sure. Illinois would win. Dude, Iowa, come no on, no fucking way. Yeah, we we got thicker boys out here. Nah. Well, you guys so. got all that supplemental feed. Yeah, we got, yeah full of. we're yeah. pumping them. Full. They're yeah. jacked. Yeah, but you don't know how many people accidentally spill when they're filling the grain cart. That's true. That's true. So what up? Just because we, we can't. We got supplement. that big time supplement in there. Um, <laughs> pumping them full of juice. Juicing them. Juicing. The juice is loose. Um, Cole, I think I already read this dude's question, but he's submitting another one. So I'm, I'm just re- literally reading them off the top. What's your ideal arrow weight slash speed? No BS. Like as heavy as fast as you can shoot. You know, I I personally, I do not stress over arrow weight and speed. Like no. I want a good arrow that I believe in and I want a good broadhead that I believe in. And I used to be that guy who used to obsess over all that FOC and stuff. And, and you know, I, I do think about it. I shoot right now. Honestly, I'm shooting a victory rip TKO yep. arrow. And I'm shooting 100 grain for this year because I'm not hunting like elk or something. I'm shooting 100 grain slick trick, raptor trick. Mm-hmm. And I shoot a 75 grain insert, victory insert. Yep. And that's what I shoot. I haven't even waited this year. We went to Shooter's Archery in Indiana, um, the McDaniels, 
And I think we're all pretty much shooting the same arrow. Eric's shooting the extortions. Yep. And yeah. I, I'm sure those are a little heavier than our arrows. A little bit heavier. But I'm, I'm not obsessing on it. I know my arrows. I know those arrows work. And that can be fun, though, like going through different veins. You can put different veins on, different it's out, a blast. outserts, inserts. It's fun. But, like, honestly, I just don't have the time for all that stuff anymore. It's funny because, like, the deeper you get into the podcast game and the more demanding work is and family life and stuff, right. it's like – I know that arrow has worked for me in the past over the last three, four years now or whatever it's been. Yeah. And I trust in it and I believe in it. I could not tell you what my bow shoots for speed. I could not tell nope. you what the arrow weight is right now. And maybe that's irresponsible of me. Maybe it is. You might say that. Cool. Like um, I literally go with a hundred grade head and then go on Victory's site, see their graph, what for my draw length and everything else, go to that arrow. That's the one I order. Yeah. Yep. For Same. sure. You know, when I went on my elk hunt a couple of years ago, I was I was more into my arrow weight, and I was sure. shot a heavier broadhead, sure. and I and I was more conscious of that. Um, and I will do that again. You know, if I go after a bigger animal like an elk or whatever. But for this arrow setup for whitetails and antelope and and whatever else, like small, medium, smallish game, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's still big. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's been great. So that that's my honest answer, and that's no BS. So. Um, same boat. I got the arrow I like, TKOs, slick trick, raptor trick, broadhead. Yep, 100 grand. I don't care what weight it is. I sight it in. I kill deer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll change if we go hunt elk or musk ox or some shit, but. Musk um, <laughs> <Elephants>. elephants. <laughs> Gabe. This, Gabe, you got your TikToks are cringeworthy, buddy, but you're a good dude. Uh, would you rather get in a phone booth? This not might not even be the same Gabe. Let me go to his page. I feel bad. Yeah, but it is. Shout out to Gabe. You're a good dude. He's funny. Um, I got to go back down. I gave him a shit for one of his TikToks. I'm like, ah, oh, geez, man. Would you rather get in a phone booth for five minutes with 100 bees or a bobcat? Bobcat. hundred. I'd rather get in with 100 bees. No, bobcat. I can't hold my Ooh. house count down without getting ripped up. Bro, 100 bees? Yeah, I'm good. Bro, I think I'm going with the bees. Keep your heart rate down. You'll be fine. Just don't move. Just chill. Have you seen Talladega Nights with that bobcat? That's, a, know, cougar. That, that's, that's a, cougar. a cougar. Yeah. That's Oof. a different story. I'm taking the bobcat. Me and him will become friends. Okay. Karen. We're going down. Karen. Come down, Karen. Um, this is a good question. C Smith underscore B-H-O-D. If you had a property where the only way to access the woods was through the ag fields, would you wait until first light and make sure the fields were clear before walking in, or would you go in super early in the dark? Super early. Mm. You would? Yeah. You go in real early, huh? Mm. Yeah. It's questionable. Is it corn or beans? It didn't, it's ag field. They didn't clarify it. Well, think of this way. So, in my opinion... If you go in till light anyways, if they're in there, they're in there, right? Yeah. So you're going to spook them anyways, and they saw you come in. Maybe. Maybe. It might give you the opportunity to slip in. I'm going in super early. My deal is I like to think that going in right at the crack of daylight, you could be stealthy and make your move and get in how you want. I personally, I always feel better once I'm in the tree. If it's still pitch black, yeah, still gonna absolutely. sit there for thirty, forty five minutes in the dark. There's nothing better than like you get in your stand, like you just wait. I, I have daylight. time. Yeah, I like that feeling more. Now, is it more effective? I don't Maybe know. Not. Yeah, I'm not here to say that it is or it isn't. It does make me feel better when I do that. Have I been more successful doing that? Yes, in my opinion. Yeah, 
I have, I don't know, I killed my buck last year walking in. I got in and had 15 minutes to spare mm-hmm. and killed him a couple hours later. I don't know. I think it depends on the time of year. It's a good question. You're doing. It is a great question. I would rather go in early yep. than later. Yep. It's so refreshing knowing you're in your stand, you're ready, and not – like if I – I feel like if I went in during – when it was light out, I'd be rushed. Yeah, I would feel like short on time. Because you got to get in the stand. You got to get everything ready. You got to get your pack ready, all the other bullshit. I like going I in. But I don't know. I, I would I would see what my wind's doing. Because if you go in, you know every deer in the field caught your wind. Yeah. You might be more fucked than if you – But just, if you go in at dark, like super early, and spook them, they, and they didn't catch your wind. Yeah. They're probably less worried. Maybe. It's a, it's a tough one. That is a tough one. Good question. Good question, but tough one. Oh, man. This is a tough one. Uh, Nate. No. Not Nathan, Nate, not Nathaniel. Man, Instagram handles are hard to read. How many inches of antler do each of the OGs have mounted? That's a hard one. I do not know. Uh, I couldn't count. Uh, that's I don't know how to answer that one rather than taking a bunch I of time. Tell my own. Maybe I should have like read these beforehand and prepared, but I just wanted to do them on the fly so you know you're getting the real deal. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I do not know how many inches of antler we have mounted. Like all of us put together? No. Like how many do I? How many inches of antler do uh, I have mounted? Mine would be hard to figure out, but I don't know off the top of my head. Mine would be yeah. Ours would be hard to figure out though. I'm getting a pile of bucks that are touching that 150 mark. Yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. It's a respectable amount. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty neat amount. Um, then this next question is, favorite venison meal? Mm. You know, I like a lot. I'll go first to go avoid it. the awkward lag. I like a lot of venison. I can't go wrong with, like, venison chili. Um, yeah, deer chili is fucking That's amazing. a classic, right? I like during the season when you kill a deer – and you, it's, I don't always remember to do this. You take the heart and you slice the heart and fry it up with onions and garlic. Mm-hmm. I, need, I never know that. I yet. like that meal. Not 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 because it's more delicious than other meals. Because it's kind of like it's it's hunting season feel outside. It's the taste of like fresh s- recent success. You feel like yeah. you're kind of like primal when you do it. I like that meal because of, like, the nostalgia that builds up that meal. Right. But other than that, I like taking, like, an Italian – taking a roast and putting, like, uh, what are the peppers? The mar- – Pepperoncinis. Pepperoncinis. You put the, a, a can of those in there in the yep. crock pot, some Italian seasoning, and then you get it out and you get some nice hoagie buns and, and cut them oh, open hoagie. and fill it full and you put oh, some yeah. – um, you nice. put some mozzarella on it, then you put it in the oven for five ten minutes and toast up that bun. Then you got and put a little bit of uh, them toasted buns, you know. Yeah, you put a little bit of uh, spaghetti sauce. What the fuck is it called? Marinara. Marinara, and throw that down the hatch. A little bit of au jus from the from the crock pot. Au jus. That's my jam. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a hamburger guy. You, you you're a burger man. I'm huh? a burger man. Wherever I go to a restaurant, I gotta try the burger. So That's I'm fair. a giant uh deer burger guy can't beat a good burger man no you no. can't i'm a really big fan of chili deer chili but uh also i've had kurt's um nacho dip with that cheese dip. oh, oh yeah, dude that, that gets me every time it's get, so good the guy or cheese dip dude dude you drink enough bush lights you'll just come in spread that on bread dude and just eat a sandwich with you just cheese just dip. take a spoonful, spoonful. yeah yeah 
It's cheese and meat. It's kind of hard it's to cut so good. Another one I like to do, too, is take a back strap, slice it real thin, hmm. and then like a jalapeno popper. Ooh. But you oh. lay that back strap on the jalapeno, wrap it in bacon, My throw God. that on the grill for about 10, 15 minutes. Good move, man. Down the hatch. We should try some uh, new stuff. We should, should we do a cook-off? We should do like a... Yeah, just sure. all hang out and just bring out the deer and it'll be fun. Just a, uh, I got a new smoker. You know what my buddy Tyler and I call that? We'd always get together like on a summer night. We go to like Hy-Vee or local grocery store and just buy the most obnoxious meats. Oh yeah, and then Dude, just get, we, yeah. we call it man meat night. Man, and we meat. just like cooking steaks <laughs> and just get the meat sweats and just like the what? meat sweats. Yeah, Feel just, like a pile of shit afterwards. Sign me so up. Good. Drink shit fuck beer the whole time Dude, and just like yeah, hell yeah. Just be disgusting for the nights about drinking high lives. Um. Okay, our request being taken because we need an episode with Clint Austin and Ross together asap. Um, you're in luck, my friend. Um, this is a, I love this question. Is this, this can't be all of them. There's going to be more. Oh, there's more. Mills in the Hills asked, any Bigfoot experiences? Zero. I've never had a Bigfoot experience. Nope, none. I don't Nothing think. even close. I wish. I wish I had one. Every Dude. time I hear a turkey fly out of a tree, I think it's Bigfoot jumping down, but it's not. Yeah, I wish I had a Bigfoot experience. It'd be fun. This is a cool <laughs> question. Jakey Jake 6, ever hunted next to an interstate highway? If so, what was something you realized? Position I've eight. almost my whole life and realized deer use interstate sound to circle back around to their bed instead of running ravine bottoms. Huh. That's interesting. Have you guys? I've had zero experience, but that sounds interesting. I have when I was younger, when we were pushing deer shotgun hunting, and there was a eight-foot fence along the interstate. That's about all I've had. So I have a lease currently that's fairly close to the interstate doesn't butt up right to the interstate um it's not like a crazy busy uh interstate either i've never noticed that um it's just different it all depends on how the the ground lays out you know like if it was just flat all the way up to the interstate yeah it might be different mine i got a creek and some shit that kind of breaks up a lot of that sound and some ravines that break up that sound. I mean, I, when we were pushing deer when the, along the interstate, we did notice that they would circle back around, mm-hmm. and we could push it later. Because they won't the cross the interstate. Well, yeah, they couldn't. It was an eight foot fence, right? Line, that's true. I don't know if that if the interstate had to do anything with it, would that they would circle around and stay in that timber? I don't know. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. It's a great question. I don't. I I gotta say, I've never. I haven't hunted that property a ton, but I've never noticed anything. Um, super noteworthy for that. Like nothing worth like writing home about, but great question. Josh Moore, do you guys still shoot broad force targets? And if so, have they held up? Uh, yes, we still shoot broad force targets. Yes. They yes. Hold and up. yes. Dude, they're it's unbelievable. amazing. I bet you, I would put my money on some of the, maybe if not the best target in the industry, we have one of the big, big broad force targets that's been through, Three working class bow hunter shoots. Games of like archery games have been played off it. The game knockout where everybody shoots at the center. Yep. The center is damn near blown out, still stopping arrows. I still shoot at that target almost every time I shoot my bow. Um, highly recommended, worth the investment. Great people. Yes. If you're going to buy a target, I would buy a broad force. And I remember talking to them for the first time. They said, We've had a target that's been sitting outside all year long for I don't know how many years. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that with my target. I have a smaller one that has been literally sitting outside ever since I got it. Yeah. I shoot it every year. Me too. You, yeah. You I get the big one. You get the other big one, huh? Yeah. Yep. Literally shoot it every year. When I had no that pro- one, it's set outside Zero all problems. 
like you said, the center's almost shot out. You can still shoot it in the center. And the it's color fine. changes a little bit, but it doesn't stop the uh, the performance Dude, of nope. it. I could not recommend that target enough, to be honest. Yeah, definitely recommend. Great people. Um, some of these don't apply. Um, <laughs> Isn't why that not? ridiculous? This is a good one. Uh, Kalapi 13. I'm hunting a new property this year. It's only 15 acres. All woods with an already cut. This is a week ago. All woods with an already cut cornfield along the south side. I haven't had time to scout yet since I literally just got it. Any advice on how I should approach this season? Thanks. Good luck. Kill it. I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting you don't know what the fuck is happening on a property. I would sit. If you're expecting the deer on that small piece to hit that field, I would sit and work your way from the fringes in. Start in the fringe. Be in such a small piece of property. You're not going to hurt anything going in with a good wind. Observing from the outside, working your way in. I think you're better off doing that than going straight for the middle and working your way out. I think that's with any property. I mean, I don't Agreed. care if there's yeah, a cut corn true. field, there's a bean field, there's... it's. The corn's yeah. still in. Start from the fringes. Work your yeah. way in. Yeah, and averages deer are fringe animals. Yep, and w- play off that. You know, come from the outside. Work your way in. You might see some stuff coming from the outside, even though it does, you don't seem like you're doing as much working from the outside. You might actually be doing yourself a much larger favor by catching a deer on a pattern that's working a fringe, rather than going in there and fucking him up if he's better than that. And small two, spot. look for a tree where you can see. Somewhat into that 15 acres where you can see more maybe than as, yeah, the other as much tree. as possible. As much as possible. Yeah. And then you can see what's going on in the timber and on the fringe. Optics also. are your friend here. I Absolutely. would, uh, I mean, if you get a rainy day coming, maybe go put a trail camera in there. And yeah. then find the hot trails set up around there from the fringe. And just see where they're coming out and then work your way in, I guess. I don't think the fringe game plan is ever a bad idea. It's never, never. a bad idea. You just got to be able to... Be able and willing to make your move when you need to make your move if you're doing that. Because if you're lazy and you're going to set up on the fringe, you're just going to hunt the fringe. Yeah, you're seeing deer. But you're not moving in, then, uh, you know, you decide your own fate there. Right. That's our advice, not the final word. Pick your poison, whatever. Um, It is what it is. Good question, though. It is a good question. Good luck to you, buddy. Um, Cody motherfucking Graphis. (laughs) MFN. I just, that's a great Instagram. I hope I'm reading this right. Uh, and I'm reading off these. What off else the does MFN mean? Um, more food now? I don't know. Um, if you have bucks that are oh, coming out during the really early morning hours, will they strictly stay nocturnal or will they come out during the day as the season gets later? That's a tough one, man. Like, Another tough one. I think people are trying to call animals that they, they're only going to do this or only do that, where I think that you could have bucks coming out at any time. I guess if, if you're if the season gets later, once you know later is in like the rut is coming. Yeah, the bucks are going to do different things. Right, things do change. Not everything stays the same through all the, the whole season. I think you just got to be there and kind of make your moves accordingly. Yeah, it's kind of a dumb answer, but I mean, bucks it, are going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is tough. Like, but like you said, during the rut, they are going to come out at some point during the day. I got a whiz. If you're there, you're not there. You know, go whiz. We got you, we got you, fam. We got your back. Hunters of 256, uh, have you ever hunted in the southeast, turkey, deer, hogs, etc.? No. I don't think any of us have. Like never. To. No, we, we never have, but we would like to. Hogs are on the radar. Um, it's just the time to do it, right? Yeah. You know. Time is fucking sucks. Yeah. 
Um, okay, here's a hanging bang question. Um, Mackerel eighty nine, working class bow hunter. If you are going to hang and bang, are you going? If you're going for a hang and bang hunt, scouting your way in and find fresh sign to hunt. Do you hunt that sign at a convenient location for you, or do you keep looking for trails feeding in from heavy cover or areas that looks to hold deer? That's a good question. For me personally, if I'm doing a true hang and bang hunt, I typically have a reason for going in. In the first place? In the first place. So um, not always, but for example, I saw a buck do something and I think he might repeat that pattern mm-hmm. or, I, or I've already previously scouted some sign and I'm like, all right, I'm going to throw a stand here right now and go. It's kind of like what he's asking. Typically, if I'm doing a, a true hang and bang, not always, if I, it's, it's hard to explain because I, I, I've done hang and bangs where I'm just like guess and check, which I think is a ton of fun because you don't ever know. Yeah. Um, but typically, if I'm making a move deep, it's because I already have intel on what a deer is mm-hmm. doing. So that's that's typically my hang and bangs. I feel like I'm going to kill when I do it. Not every sit always means hang and bang. Yeah. If I'm doing a true, like 100% hang and bang, like, don't know the property going in. I, you have a hunch. Yeah, you have a hunch. You you know the feel, you know. Yeah. And then, um, usually for me, if I'm doing a true hang and bang, it'll be towards the rut. So you're looking for scrapes. Yeah, I like scrapes a lot, and I don't really want to go because you know the bedding area. You don't want to push too far. So if I find scrapes, I usually hang back a little bit there, and then maybe go from there. But because I don't want to go. You know, stomping too far in, and then you yeah. know, spooking everything out. You ride the line. I don't think anything's wrong with it. If you're finding sign, you're like, "Hey, it's a good spot. I'm going to try it." Guess and check. I think you learn a lot from. If guess you're and finding check. sign, you might as well set up there before you push in the bedding area and really yeah. See what see up. what you see. If you have a true mobile Dude, setup, scrape lines. Fuck yeah, I love them. Can't yeah. beat them. I hope yeah. that answers your question. Curious. A lot of this is kind of like, well, here's what I would do. But you know, like I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to answer anything with, like... Everyone you ask is going to answer different, too. It's hard to, like, hit it with, like, nail on the head, like, this this is what what you do. This is what... The only way to do it. It doesn't really, like, apply with deer hunting. Um, A. McLaughlin762, as an avid scent crusher user, have you noticed any uh, degradation in your equipment, elasticity, socks, base layers, cuffs, hoodies. Absolutely. Yep. If you have any elastic or rubber of any kind, do not run that through heavy cycles on any, it's not just scent crusher, any ozone product. Um, it eats at the elastic. You for just sure. don't want to do it. They say that from the get, it's just part of the biz. What I do, if I have a pair of pants that's stinky and I'm on a hunt and I need to run it, I pull the elastic waistband out of the zipper and zip it tight to the rest of the pants and that's how i'll run my cycles don't run your rubber boots in it don't rub your run your regular boots in it avoid anything elastics base layers stuff like that don't have it in there rubbers yeah vinyl harness yeah harness (laughs) do not put your harness in there don't put your condoms in there bad time bad time (laughs) if you use them this is a fun question tanner hearts would you ever go somewhere super sketchy to hunt like ibex in pakistan yes I yes I would, but after I get done everything else, I want to get done. True, but I would if like an opportunity came up, like you can't pass up. I would do it for sure. Agreed. Oh yeah, agreed. Because that'd be badass. Um, there's going to be a couple Brad. of these questions, and I know it. Uh, Jake Edwards fifty five. 
what happened to the Lone Wolf Boys? And he's talking about Lone Wolf Custom Gear um, and why we quit doing that series and why we ended our partnership with them. We kind of talked about it um, on a couple episodes. See the Deer Hunter podcast part one and part two. We talked about it there. Um, kind of just disagreement in business and didn't agree with some people on the staff with some of their ethics in hunting. And I think that's about as respectful as we need to be with that. And uh, I think it's easy to put the dots together. We don't. It is what it is. We don't condone certain behaviors and hunting. We respect it more than some other people respect it. And uh, we stepped out on that. So that's right. Um, you might not like it. You might disagree with it. Fuck you. Yeah. It is what it is. That's how we roll. Um, but nonetheless, no disrespect to you know great people over there. I think too. But I think just with some bad apples on the staff. That's just us. If you don't like it. No, fuck yourself. It is what it is. Um, bow hunter for life. Are you willing to complete change your hunt? Oh, hold on. Kind of faded out. Uh, bow hunter for life. Are you willing to complete change your hunt goals based on the situation? Meaning, if a family member who never has hunted with you before went and an eighty inch eight eighty inch six point came in, could you do it and make a memory far better than what a rack by yourself could make? Hundred percent. Yeah. I've done Absolutely. it before. Yeah. Like if I'm taking my buddy out and he's never killed a deer and a, and a two-year-old comes in and he's 115 inches or smaller. Shoot away, man. Shoot it. That yeah. Because two years ago. 100%. Not mad at him at all. Yeah. No. 1,000%, man. That, yeah, for sure. Great question, but but yeah. No. All day. All day long. Um, when will there be a South Dakota cap? I know I can't be the only one. We'll talk about it. We do our state hats well, off of... The most, uh, how many sales come out of each region? Because it costs us money to get the, uh, the embroidery. What the, South Dakota, the Buckstorm boys are from there. Probably never. Yeah, yeah fuck them guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll look into it. We have a list of states that are coming next. It costs us money to get like the embroidery layout done up, and it costs us money to order merch. And we're not a huge business, so we're trying to have storage for fifty states. Yeah, I wish we could. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Much. Someday. This is funny. Question for Kurt. <laughs> okay, this is, I'm trying to understand this. Question for Kurt. Fuck, Mary, kill. Steve, Clint, Casper, Doug. Oof. Ooh. So you got to fuck one, you got to marry one, you got to kill one. Oh. But there's only three options. Fuck yeah, yeah you got to pick. You got to pick out of three people: Steve, Clint, and Doug. Oh, Clint Casper. I, don't, I, I read that weird. Like, oh. I've had too many beers. Apparently, question for Kurt: Fuck, Mary, kill Steve, Clint, Doug. Um, killing Steve, easy. That's easy. Just push him right off the cliff. Um, <laughs> I think that's fucked up. <laughs> I uh, I would have to. I, what? Because if you marry them, at the first the F word one applies, right? Oh, you're gonna F. No, you got to F one no, and then marry F1 the other one. Marry one. It's simple. You've I'm, done this before. I'm gonna F Doug because of his mustache. Oh, damn, dog. All right. And I'm gonna marry Clint because he took me on a lot of sweet western hunts. That's exactly my choice too. You know what? I'm not even mad about it. Hey, <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I just know. When you read the names, that was exactly my thought. <laughs> I just know in your book, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> I feel disrespected. Boy, out there hunting Western animals, and they're just like, "Come at me!" It's good at me. I thought uh, we were special. Uh, uh, what Clint say? Clint that? responded, "He's definitely banging me. He has a poster of me on his ceiling." Hashtag right. fucking obsessed. Yeah, all right, you got me. 
uh ec zek what are your uh what are y'all's thoughts on crossbow hunting i don't know i think if you're able-bodied shoot a uh, compound if, yep. you're, if you're not or you're a kid shoot a crossbow exactly fair if you can shoot a bow shoot fair. a bow if you can't shoot a crossbow i like this one rj i don't know r joe pick when is brokeback mountain to premiere in uh starring clint casper and devin leonard that's funny they are they kind of got like a you know weird thing going on i'm sure it's coming soon right a weird thing going on in the mountains or what? Yeah, I guess so. It gets lonely out there. Um, Chris W. Hunts, when will we be getting more video podcasts? Watching the last one with Johnny Utah Hunt was fun. Yeah, we could do more. We're, we're mapping it out. This winter, we're getting some new lights installed in the studio, and we got some cool stuff coming. Um, How many comments are there? Jeez. A lot. Cody with... Cody with AK underscore Smith. I, I don't know how to like read these. Will there ever be a Texas WCB cap? Maybe. And when are you going to get the bad mofo Brian Barney on the podcast? Uh, we're talking with Brian. He's a buddy. He's when we have great mutual friends. Soon, very soon. Brian Barney will be on soon. Texas hat probably could be Texas pretty popular. You know, we could probably do it. Popular. Russell Bagent. Bagent. How long before season would you put your blind out? Brushed up mm-hmm. or not? Now and then brushed up awesome. early as possible. Yeah, it's as early as you can, and I would brush it in. Simple there. I like how these are getting quicker answers as we go along. Any chance you guys coming to Mississippi to hunt? I hear we got deer down there, down here. Um, that's landed on your face. I uh, wrote that the Mississippi River. No, probably oh. the state. Oh, okay. To hunt okay. deer in Mississippi, probably not for me. Hogs, different story. I could yeah. go down there. Deer, here's my thing. I can kill bigger deer where I live. Yeah. And I'm going where no big deer are. No disrespect, I'm just saying. Yeah, no disrespect. I mean, the same thing goes like the guys in the Northwoods that. that are like, you can't. it's hard to hunt up here. 110-inch buck's a big buck. It's like, yeah, then I'm going somewhere else. Right. Then I'm going to stay home. Yeah, no no disrespect, but that's just. Uh, like with me too, like hunting whitetails, I can do that at home. Yeah. Hunting whitetails on a trip is kind of. It's cool, but I'm just not right. ready to do that yet. Like, I'm right. trying to do other things first. Sure. Right now, it's out of the Velvet Whitetail, though? That's what I was just going to say. Velvet Whitetail? Maybe. I'm all in. Yeah. I guess I would say after we've like hit our bucket list and stuff like that, you know, a Southern Whitetail might be on the docket. That'd be fun. I wouldn't count it out, but currently, not on the radar. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, when you come into Ohio to hunt, could be a possibility. Uh, we got some buddies out there. Ohio's got some big current. boys. Um, Kyle Leonard. Oh five. When are you guys going to be down at Old Barn for another hunting camp get together? Um, we might make it in October, but we also might. Eric and I might be hunting in Indiana this next one. I think yep. mid October this year they're having another like Old Barn get together. Um, we might be hunting in Indiana though for that one. Um, I might go there then. Doug might be making an appearance. Fuck you guys. What are uh, bow hunter for life? What are some of your worst experiences that have made you change your setup goals or even your ideas on certain subjects related to hunting? Um, I had a bad run of experiences with an arrow and broadhead setup. I know that's like an easy thing to blame, but it was like I had a lot of unexplained issues happening, and that's when I full blown switched and like went to rip TKOs and Raptor tricks and switched to that. And I haven't looked back since. I'm not going to get into all those stories because it's all like debatable type topics. But it was like a mental thing for me. Like I had to switch something up to make myself feel better. Right. Mine would be um, the site. 
ever since I went to an HHA, I've never had any problems. But before that, like shooting a five pin or a three pin, I just I don't know something too jumbled. May, yeah, maybe or and then the release too. I went to Scott releases and I never looked back. Mm-hmm. But other than that, really no problems. I've never had like a real big. Cheat. Not, I mean, I haven't up. been. Bow hunting as long as you guys have, so I've never had that real big change where I'm like, hey, I have to absolutely change this. Right, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. That's a good question. Yeah, great question. Um, Man, there's more questions in here than I thought. Uh, It's great. I love this shit. Ty Skinny 802 you guys having any bets this year? Who kills the biggest buck? Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, buddy. No bets this year. We kind of just like to do our thing sometimes. We we have had bets in the past, but not, not lately. Um, Should we make one or no? Okay, we're almost done here. Nah, I don't want to make bets. I'm, it's cool, but sometimes it's just, you just want to do your thing, you know? Well, me and Eric are not doing very well, so. Hey, it's your year. Uh, Jay Casper, 15. Thoughts on buck behavior when there's a non, non-hunting related activities at your hunting spot? Fishing, trap shooting, walkabouts, etc. Do they even care if it's consistent? Personally, I think, yes, they do care. If it's consistent, always, like every time you go around, you got like a granola hiker walking through midday all the time, that might suck. I don't think a big buck's going to play around with that too much. I don't think so either. I think they're going to dip out or figure the way around that. That's what I think too. I mean, you always got those city deer that will just hang around because they're used to it. True. I think they're born there though. Right. Absolutely. And I guess that's that's an arguable type of thing here with this. Like, you know, maybe like our buddy Mark, he has a – his is different. He has a motocross, like, scramble come through one of his properties every year. It's not every day, though. Right. Oh, so yeah. It's also trap shooting. So, I mean, if you're hanging around a trap shooting area, I'm sure they're used to somewhat the used to, Yeah, somewhat used to it, right? I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't have a ton that's of experience That's a tough question. Uh, yeah, that's a hard question, man. I don't know. That's that's something you just got to figure out while you, while you're there, man. I could I, not imagine hunting around a trap shooting area. Like you're sitting there every time. Yeah, just, bang! It's another one of those <laughs> things. I'd be looking for another spot. Yeah, you know, scared to show you every time. Uh, Jared Red B ratio of missed shots to slain deer. Honest answers. Even with practice on practice, I'm good for a bad shot at any given moment. Uh, the reality is, bad shots can happen. No matter what, um, I just had it happen in South Dakota. Yep. Um, Me too. And prior, prior year to before that? Yeah, Eric had it happen on that trip. My dad, Papa Dave, had it happen. Antelope are a different beast. Um, for whitetails, a ratio. We're going ratio of missed shots to slain deer. I don't know. Lately? You've been on it. I've been on it lately. Yeah. Same for me. Um the last deer I missed was that one I shot late muzzleloader. That was a long time ago. And then um, I gimped maybe two does since then, but other than that, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to knock I'm the shooting whites out, really. Say right now, one in 12. I missed one last year, too, in whitetail season. You hit a twig, though, again, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. I'd say right now, one in 12, one in 10. I'll miss. Fucked up circumstance, something you can't control. I'd say one in 10, yeah. But. It well, changes we, every year. Like it's it's you can't. Well, that's why you practice, you know. Yeah, it's tough. You can't. There's a lot of things you can't. Especially control. with our setups and stuff, we're getting dialed in more. Yeah, right. That's a that's a good question. Um, he's probably like, you guys are full shit. <laughs> right, you fucking liars. 
Uh, Bowhunter for Life again asks, he's got a lot of questions. Thanks, dude. How crazy is your scent control regimen with the invention of scent crusher? Do you still wash clothes? If so, do you dry them in the dryer, hang them outside, or even worry about storing them in a scent-safe tote? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's crazy. I would say it's simplified. You know, Scent crusher has the laundry detergent. Yeah. So I use that. And the sprays. I run the wash, you know, empty, and then hopefully get cleaned out. Yeah, what I do, I wash my clothes when they're soiled dirty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like after the South Dakota yep. trip, I rewash them. Hang them outside. Um, I'll ozo the oh, – like whitetail hunting. Depends on how stinky I get. I'm always playing the wind. I'm never not playing the wind. Yeah. So if I think I'm rank enough to where even playing the wind, it could play a factor, I'll run a quick cycle and get back in on it. Um, now, am I freaking out about it? No. I just have confidence in wind and scent crusher. Um, and we store them. I store them. Mine doesn't leave my gear bag. No. Nope. You know, or, the, lo- or the locker or, or the locker or right. whatever, whatever the closet. Yep. Like right now it's in the locker and then, you know, mine's in my gear bag and in off season it's in the yeah. closet all year long. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me see. Hold on. Two more questions. What bow arrow meat processing setups do you currently do or want to do yourselves? Meaning are you shooting bear shafts and adjusting? Are you processing each deer? Um, no, I'm not shooting bear shafts. Um, but yeah, we are like, we, we went to a quality bow shop this year. Shooters archery and mm-hmm. I feel like they got a set up to where you don't need to do any of that. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, if I'm shooting dots like spot targets and I'm making money off shooting, yeah, I might go a step further. You'd be a little more worried about that shit. Yeah. If I get to the point where I'm scared to shoot at the same spot twice, and I might hit my own arrow. I'm really happy. I have honestly never shot a bear shaft arrow before. I never have either. Me either. I would need to. I mean, maybe, maybe, arguably, yeah, with some broadhead tuning or whatever. But I think we're all at the point where you can't even shoot the same dot anymore because you're gonna hit your arrow. Yeah, I just don't do I'm it tired anymore because I'm tired of breaking the light. <laughs> Dude, I'm so tired of breaking. <laughs> it pisses me off. Um, deer processing. Um, I've been cutting like a lot of my critters up and like just roast and stuff like that. But um, as far as that, like you know, Eric, I know you're getting into your own deer processing. Yep. I started last year's. I cut up my first deer and then I ground it all in a burger. Yeah. that's usually what we use all year long for everything. I need to get a grinder, a meat grinder. And it's just fun. You know, I quarter them up and when I shoot them. And then during the wintertime, there ain't a lot of shit going on. You, got, did you I freeze a, it and then grind it up later? Yep. I got a heated garage. So in the wintertime, there's nothing going on. I'll thaw the quarter out or whatever and then start grinding in the garage when there's nothing else to do. I'm going to do that this year. Yeah, I would, I'd like to get in that. It'd be fun. It's fun. I mean... It's a lot of work, but it's fun, something to do. You it just know? feels Skill good. Sometime. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it all yourself. Right. Other than that, I'll probably take the Smith. So. Yeah. Old Barn's doing it now. Old Barn is too? I'll yeah. Probably go Old Barn then. Yes, sir. Um, that's always fun. Paul Paul Winnen, Winnens. When's Steve getting that booner? Doug, who do you think is going to kill the biggest deer this year? Steve, we'll see if he even goes. You can't, you can't kill one if you don't ever go. Can't kill from the couch. <laughs> he asked for a Doug. Who's who? Do you think is going to kill the biggest deer this year? We're going to close on this one. Oh, fuck! Uh, just us three. I don't know. Sure, let's do. Uh, I'll do us three, and then like the OGs, Ross the boys? and Austin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the boys. I'm gonna say. Look at him scratching his mustache. Can you hear yeah. that in the mic? I hope. I hope you can. 
Um, <laughs> Disturbing. I'm going to say Kurt's going to kill the biggest buck out of us three. I, I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to say that I agree with you, but I'm not going to. Just because going you. off of, you know, Thanks, what, we, what we know what's around right now. And then out of the OGs. Knocking on wood. I'm going to say Ross is going to kill a monster this year. He's due, right? He's due. I was just going to say Dude, Ross. Ross is due. I was thinking Ross. Ross is due. I know Chandler's got one dialed out, though. I know, but. Doesn't he every year? Uh-huh. Yeah. Not he finds and he one. always, he always <laughs> seems to. I don't yeah. know. I believe in Ross. Okay. I like it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for submitting questions. Uh, fun little bonus episode. Thank you so much. We're we going to do this more often. Mark Jury's texting. When he's texting, you got to ride. All right. All right. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.